0: Hello, this is episode 160 of Celebrate Cultivate, and I'm your host and intuition coach, Kayleen Elise Seuss. Today, I am thrilled to bring you an insightful conversation about intuition and rest. I have with me a longtime listener and member of our community, Michelle Sophia. Michelle is a relatively new client of mine, but she and I go way back because she designed the original artwork for Celebrate Cultivate and my first podcast, That's Pretty Woo. Side note, if you were a That's Pretty Woo listener, my friend and co-host Jordan Medina just launched a new podcast called The Everyday Magic. So go give it a listen after you finish this episode. Anyways, Michelle is a graphic designer living and working just outside of Boston. Her one-woman studio, Michelle Sophia Design, focuses on creating branding that aligns with her clients' values and goals, allowing them to confidently grow their business and be excited to show up every day. When she's not in the studio, Michelle is hanging out with her dog, Burton, reading and journaling, going on adventures with her husband, Or grabbing a drink with her friends. Her interest in inner voice work started back in 2016 when she found Bella Lively's podcast during a particularly pivotal year in her life. Since then, she's grown to truly believe in the power of her intuition and is continuing to build that connection by having joined the season sessions this summer. After just two inner voice sessions, Michelle has had some incredible changes within her life, and I'm excited for us to talk about how she's woven the guidance from her intuition into her daily routines in pretty unexpected ways. So let's get into it. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, Kayleen. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here. You have been a listener of Celebrate Cultivate for a long time.
1: I've been a continuing listener for for a long time. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to finally have you here. It always feels very full circle to have someone on the show that's been listening for so long. And I'm just curious, because you have been in this space and a listener for a long time, how did you know when you were ready to work with an intuition
1: coach? That's a good question. And I feel like that Easy answer is my intuition told me, <laughs> but um, I think more than that, I am one that really ruminates on questions for a while, and I like to think about all possible scenarios. And I would say the majority of the time, there comes a moment where suddenly my intuition is just like, right now is the time to do it. And you and I obviously have a relationship outside of just outside of the season sessions. Um, I think too, uh, I believe my first session was either on my birthday or the day before my birthday. And I really wanted to gift myself something. So I, rather than clothes or, uh, a massage, which obviously are wonderful things. Um, I saw that you had openings for a session for the gift, the gift of intuition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of when things really aligned and clicked for me. And it was like an instant that I signed up and, then from there, we talked a lot about the season sessions and I thought, well, you know, summer's coming up and I really enjoyed the first session we had together and I wanted to continue working on cultivating that relationship with my inner voice. And it really just kind of aligned. I also think just from a intuition coach relationship that I have with you too. You're very good at not pressuring people (laughs) to sign on, but you're also very good at giving a lot of information and answering any questions anyone has because it is a commitment and it's something that you want to be, at least I wanted to be ready to fully take on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember because you did have your first session on your birthday, which was in the spring. And after your session, I was like, Hey, if you like this and you want to join the season sessions, you can do it for the spring season. And you were like, no, I'm in a minimizing kind of like getting things in order mode. And so I'm not ready to take on anything new, but I'm planning to join in the summer. And I just thought that was so insightful for you to have that awareness that now wasn't the right time. And it's so easy for us all to kind of get swept up in the excitement of something that feels good. I have a tendency, like when I find something that I like, like a t-shirt, if I find a shirt I like, I'm going to buy it in every color. And then I'll have like three or four months go by and I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of sick of this shirt now. And I have so many of them. So I thought it was great that you didn't do it until you were ready. And of course, like I mean, you, don't, you might not know this about me, but I have a background in hardcore sales. Like that is where I started my career. And there was so much of crazy sales tactics and things I really didn't enjoy. And you can get somebody to sign up and then they don't feel good about it. And what's the point of that when you're an intuition coach? <laughs> like the whole thing is about listening to yourself and knowing what's right for you. So I would never want someone to sign up feeling pressured. I only want people to join things when they feel really good and excited and like they have the time and space for it. So I really honor yeah. you for for listening to your inner wisdom on that.
1: Right. And, you know, I had other things that I was wrapping up. And I knew I couldn't give a hundred percent to it at the time. And this is not something that you want to give like 20% to, you know, because not that it wouldn't be helpful, but you, when you do give that 100% or whatever 100% means to you, then it could be really transformational. I think.
0: Totally. And that's not to say that you have to do it perfect. And we're going to talk about that because <laughs> right, <laughs> your first session, tell us what that experience was like.
1: My first session, I had nothing to compare it to. I had done some inner work, um, inner voice work, whether it was through your like 21 days of intuition or journaling or doing small things like um you know what for some reason the only example that comes to my head is like when you see all these different types of wrapping paper during christmas and you're yeah. like which one do i want right Cause there's so many options yeah so little things like that that would come up um and i you know didn't really have any comparison to going deeper than that and so I, and two, I should mention, I also have been meditating for years. So I knew it was kind of going to be more of this like really intense meditation slash therapy session, if you will, where you would be guiding me through. But right before we started, I was like, I'm not going to cry. That's not going to happen. <laughs> There's no way. Um, and lo and behold, <laughs> I think it was about like 20 minutes into the hour, um, you were just really helpful in letting me have that space to feel comfortable and vulnerable. And even that alone could make someone cry, especially if if they don't have the support in their lives to talk that freely or talk without feeling like someone was judging them. That alone could make someone cry. And I felt like I had a really deep connection that day. And Things were flowing out of me. Uh, I think particularly we talked a lot about my relationship to work and working, not necessarily my specific job, but the idea of having a job and work and what's expected of you, especially growing up. in you know, I'm a millennial, so growing up in this kind of hustle culture, especially when I was in college, that has really imprinted on me. So we talked a lot through that. Um, and when we left and when, you know, we were signing off, I was like patting myself on the back. I was like, wow, like, that was so like, good job, Michelle. You really listened. You weren't holding back. I think I was really proud of myself for not holding back and not second guessing what I was saying. And you know, that too was like, yeah, I definitely want to sign up for the summer session. If I can get that every time. Great. Like, Who knows what'll happen.
0: So then you sign up for the season sessions, which we kind of Mm -hmm. talked about, and your reasoning for signing up for the season sessions was really to get deeper, like continue that experience, would you say? Or was there anything else that kind of made you want to sign up for the season
1: sessions? Uh, Continue that experience. And also I had just coming off of a year, I'm not sure if, if I ever mentioned this to you, but 2020, like May, 2022 until May, 2023 was like, it felt like five years of a life compacted Mm. into one year. Mm -hmm. I got married, moved twice, bought a house, got a dog, had some family um, diagnoses kind of come through. And on top of that, there was, you know, we had our big honeymoon, we did some traveling, um, we had holidays and and all that life stuff. (laughs) And when May came around, uh, we had our home, like our housewarming party. And I said, after the housewarming party, I'm done. I'm not putting anything on the calendar for summer. And I really wanted to get back to me, I guess, during the summer and not necessarily just continue to work off of the checklist that I've been working off of for a year and using that to define myself of like, define myself by the things I'm doing. And the first session we had together was a, a relief at the end of it being like, okay, I can do this work. This is not just something that I am going to commit to without having tried it first which I guess is also really nice that I was able to do that one off session first to kind of get a taste of working with you and making sure that we vibed really well and I felt safe with you, which obviously I did. Um, so yeah, so then I signed up and I basically immediately booked my second session.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Which was great. And so you'd started
0: your second session (laughs) off of this high from your first one where you felt really connected. You got all this great wisdom from your inner voice. You had some beanbag releases. Like you felt so good after the first session. It was your birthday. So I remember your inner voice at the end was like, go have a great time at your birthday party. And you're like, yeah. Like, so you're kind of closing that chapter, starting a new chapter, and you get into your second session. And
1: how, what happened? leading up to the second session, I just kept thinking to myself, like, I hope this is as good as the first, or I hope I can hear things as clearly. And, you know, doing that comparison game. And this is something I've, I've mentioned to you before I've done my whole life where, you know, you go into something with no, was it was a no inhibition and you are just having fun and there's no expectation of you. And that's, you know, typically when you do things really well is when you're just kind of having fun and it flows really well. And then typically for me, the second time around, I put a lot of pressure on it to be the same as it was the first time around. So we get into the session and we we did a meditation at first. I go deeper and the thoughts, the chatter just won't stop in my head. And I mean, my eyes are closed, but I couldn't, like, my head was in five different places. You could have told me I was in the middle of a grocery store and I would have believed you. Like, I just was not present and I felt really scatterbrained. And it did get to the point when, where you, when you were asking me questions, I was like moving around the bed, uncomfortable, like restless, super restless. And I think you could tell too that I was, Kind of fighting for the answers or holding back answers or thinking I was making up answers. You know, all these thoughts of, am I doing it right? were really popping through.
0: So you're worried about, am I doing it right? And all of that is just kind of like at the forefront and you're moving all around the bed. And how did you get to a place where you could hear your inner voice? Because you did get there.
1: I did get there, but it was more of, I kept hearing the same the same message from my inner voice the whole time. And in my head, I just kept saying like, no, that's not good enough to say out loud. That's not deep enough to say out loud. There's gotta be something deeper than that for my inner voice to say this fountain of knowledge. It can't just be telling me like, essentially you need a nap. Like, yeah, yeah. I I kind of thought it like wasn't wise enough for my inner voice. And so throughout the whole time, I just kept thinking, no, there's got to be something else that it wants to say. That can't just be it. Because the questions we were talking about were about my feelings of, I believe it was my feelings of restlessness, not knowing what to do next, feeling really unclear about things. Unfocused. Unfocused. Right. And so I was expecting, I don't know, more of a Direction. Direction, poetic answer. And which is funny because, you know, rest is very much a direction, but it was one that I thought was too simple or lazy, if you will. Um, So then towards the end, truthfully, Kayleen, I think I was so tired trying to fight through it after that hour. That you even asked me, like, do you want to go into this other topic? And I was just like, no, like, I physically can't handle that right now. And mentally, I feel so tired. But we did get to this, like, okay, then rest, right? Like, that Mm -hmm. was this final conclusion, I guess, closer to the end of our conversation.
0: Yeah. So your inner voice was giving you rest from the very beginning, but you were fighting it and you did have some beanbag releases. And so it's not like we just sat there and you were like him and and the whole time. Like you were, you were receiving wisdom from your inner voice and you were participating, I would say very effectively in the session, but there was a lack of satisfaction in your mind because you felt like you weren't doing it as well as the
1: first one right? Right. I mean, with the first one, it just felt, it was like that, uh, remember those old Snapchat filters with like the rainbow coming out of someone's mouth? (laughs) That's what it felt like the first time in a great Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And, and this time it felt like I was, you know, when you have cramps and the best thing to do for yourself is to relax, but you just keep tensing. That's what it really felt like this time around Mm -hmm. the second Mm -hmm. time.
0: Yeah. And so your inner voice guides you to rest, 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 rest. And so then I usually like to ask really pointed questions because the mind always wants to know beyond the overall theme, like how do I get there? Or what does rest look like? And what specifically do I need to do to rest? And so I was asking like, well, how much does she need to sleep? And when does she need to go to bed? And what does rest look like? And all these questions. And at one point you said the number nine. And I was asking like, well, does she need to go to bed at nine or does she need nine hours? And you were like, I don't know. And your mind was really kind of irritated by even having this number now because you're like probably in your head like oh great now if I don't get nine hours or I don't go to sleep like I'm not gonna isn't not gonna be doing rest perfectly either and so you're just kind of like butting your head up against the wall but we did get nine
1: and then what happens after the session with the number nine right so we get nine and I like you said I'm just like I don't even know how to incorporate this. I'm gonna t- tell my husband, look, I need to go to bed at nine and wake up at nine. So you got to figure out how to make that work. Um, the two that that didn't seem right either. Going all these kind of solutions we were kind of put, coming up with, right? Like, do I need nine hours? It, none of it felt right. So I just was kind of like, all right, I heard nine. Let's see what comes of it. Maybe something will pop up. And then I believe it was like 24 hours later, I'm listening to 4,000 weeks by Oliver Berkman on audio. And I'd been listening to it for a couple days. And all of a sudden, I hear chapter nine, rediscovering rest. And like I got chills and my jaw dropped. And I like immediately texted you or voice messaged you being like, it's kind of like this uh You know, this puzzle, this like mystery that you have to not figure out, but just wait for it to unravel. And that entire chapter was, uh, went through like a multitude of what rest can mean, what it's meant before we started monetizing our working hours, um, what it means to certain religions, not necessarily how to take a nap, right? And once that happened, I, first of all, was telling anyone who had listened to me how cool that was. (laughs) And then I started to think, okay, so after reading this, after hearing from my intuition that I need more rest, it's the beginning of the summer. I've purposely planned nothing not because I expected to be resting, but because I just wanted to see my calendar open for once in the past year. So I'm going to try out this whole rest thing. <laughs> and since then, that's what my summer more or less has been focusing on.
0: Yeah, so how would you describe your opinion or perspective on rest before these insights and before the session and that chapter,
1: I grew up in a household where a very loving household, but a very work-oriented household. And if you were resting, either the only re- the only reason you should be resting is because it's bedtime or because you are sick. <laughs> and aside from that, you should be always doing something, right doing doing something quote unquote productive, whether it's exercising, reading, working, doing homework, being with family, um, which to some people those activities, you know they can be restful. but the idea of wow, I've done a lot or wow, I'm feeling very overwhelmed right now. I need to rest in some way was never really an option it kind of always meant like you were being lazy uh, or that was the that was the that's how I perceived it I'm sure if you were to ask my family members they would be like well you perceived that incorrectly and I'm sure I did but that's that's just how I interpreted it as a kid so you know when I initially heard rest that was the first thing that went through my mind was oh great I have this business that I'm trying to run I have a household that is new to me that I'm trying to get together. We have family things going on. My husband at that point was starting to go back to the office full time. We had, we still have a young dog, like a puppy basically. So I I basically was just like, great. So when I do rest, it's going to look like I'm not contributing. That was my Mm -hmm. kind of preconceived notion.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel about rest now? Like what's your perception of it now?
1: My perception of rest now is that it's so funny that we're talking about, I'm talking about rest like it's some revolutionary thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my perception of rest now. I recently saw, we were just flipping through the channels or and we we came upon this cartoon, basically. And it's like a satirical cartoon. And there was an ad in the cartoon and it said, tired, try sleep. Like, you know, it, yeah. it, it's the simplest thing. And it's so funny how, um, I, I, others have put so much, um, like stress on rest or so much resistance, resistance, right. Resistance on stress or excuse me, on sleep and rest, um, or, uh, have made it out to be this new, like this, this routine (laughs) that you need five steps before you go to sleep and, uh, this is how to properly get a good night's, you know, as if it is something we are not naturally meant to be doing. Yeah. Ah. And right now I am unapologetic about how I approach rest. And it's so funny because when I talk to my friends about it, you just kind of see their eyes like getting really big and being like, I've never thought about it this way. (laughs) You know, like how simple it all can be. But I will say that funnily enough, because I've been resting more, I've also been, I, 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 am cautious to use the word productive, but I have been able to prioritize my values much more than when I was not tuning into when I need rest,
0: mm-hmm. so how do you know when you need rest now, now that you're aware of it and it's not revolutionary and you're not you know you're you're being unapologetic about it. How do you know when it's time to rest and how do you incorporate it into your life?
1: I think a great place to start is those in-between moments when someone says, I am so tired, or I'm so burned out, or I am so X, I need to just sit on my phone for a minute. When you, and, and everyone knows when they're doing it, when they're just like, oh, I need to zone out for two seconds, and they pick up their phone. To me, that's where I had to start because that was my coping mechanism for, oh, I just worked a ton. So I need, to do something mindless now. So I need to get on my phone and scroll or I need to scroll through Netflix or I need to just, you know, turn on anything to basically numb me out, distract me, whatever. That's a great place to start. And it's a really uncomfortable place to start too because when you reach for your phone to sit down on the couch and mindfully putting that phone down and just sitting there it is really it's really hard and really scary to just basically sit with yourself and i think that's also a big reason why myself all of my friends watch tv before they go to sleep in their bed is because they don't want the uncomfortableness of laying down and just waiting to fall asleep and having yeah. to sit with, and having to sit with yourself the comfort of listening to your favorite show and then falling asleep to that show makes sitting there so much more... Yeah, it just makes it more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think those those moments are, are where I started was where when am I mindlessly picking up my phone, picking up my iPad, turning on the TV? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And... How have you taken those mindless actions, as you call them, and turned them into opportunities for rest? You've mentioned to me like
1: doing restful tasks. What does Mm -hmm. that look like for you? So obviously, we all have the extensive to-do list and there are some pulls to get tasks on that to-do list done when I'm... Thinking about what else I could be doing other than being on a screen. And not to say that you just have to sit there and be like, okay, close your eyes, nap, right? But there are some things that can be done that are still you moving around, basically, not just stationary on the couch, on the bed. And for me, that has been that has been activities that I don't need to put much thought into. So they're not necessarily mindless, but they're not math problems, essentially. I'm not putting together an Ikea (laughs) dresser. So things like folding my clothes, washing my face, taking a shower. Um, Something that I've been trying to do a lot lately is Listening to an album from start to finish without mm. doing anything else, because that's what I did as a kid. I would lay on my bed, put whatever CD in my CD player, think about the boy I was dreaming about, and listen to that for you know what, um, forty-five minutes to an hour. And and there was no, I mean, granted, I was a kid. I had very few responsibilities. But with that being said, when was the last time that you just kind of sat and listened to music without doing something, right? Yeah. So things like that, that you're not just sleeping, right? Because you might not be tired or your body might not necessarily need a nap, but you also want to be doing something that allows your mind to essentially turn on sleep mode, like how your computer can turn on sleep mode. (laughs) That's how I picture it.
0: I love that. And when you're in those
1: sleep mode
0: activities, what do you do with boredom when it arises?
1: I think about when I was 12 years old and constantly saying, I'm so bored and not knowing how I would never feel that again in 2023, (laughs) because It is basically impossible for you to be bored at this point. There is always something to distract you, to entertain you to the point where like you go to the bathroom and it feels boring because you are just going to the bathroom. So I've been trying to sit with that boredom because it's not like I'm sitting there for an hour saying I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, right? It's more of like those little moments where you're just basically flipping it to say, I'm not entertained right now. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. Because a little boredom, you know, kind of, it doesn't hurt anyone. You're no. not going to be sitting there doing nothing for two hours and just be like, I'm bored. There's nothing to do because that excuse went out the window 10 years ago. Right? Mm. But doing those actions, those mindful tasks, without any sort of entertainment as well that's where the line of boredom has been replaced I think for me at least right
0: yeah yeah so you're not listening to audiobooks while you fold the laundry
1: is that true yes and no I mean I think so we've wanted to talk I I've brought it up many times with you, the blessing of the forks ritual. Yeah. Your previous podcast episode. And I re-listened to it before this. And Mm -hmm. while the intention that you had mentioned your other client was using was for the, in a a simple way of saying it for the good of something bigger, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm putting these for, I'm cleaning this or I'm organizing the books. I think that was the example you gave to help my children later to be able to easily pick something up to read, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I'm using those tasks intentionally as for me to reconnect with being present, feeling the towel, feeling the water on my face, mm-hmm. feeling the clothes I'm, right? And and I'm never not letting myself Listen to an audiobook. Listen to a podcast. Watch TV in the background, but I'm slowly trying to. It's like when you try to incorporate vegetables in your dinner. You start off with a little bit on the plate, right? And so, mm-hmm. let's say I would listen to an audiobook like three times during the day. Try to li- I'm trying to listen into it twice, and then that yeah. third time, just really being present with what I'm doing, and you know, because too, some things only take five, 10 minutes. Yeah. And if your mind is buzzing, I'm, yeah, the audiobook's going to be on, but I'm not retaining anything, right? right. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually truly listening. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm slowly trying to just get back to that time in my life. Or or incorporate that time in my life where doing that one thing at a time was the norm. And I remember during that time in my life, too, it wasn't hard for me to go to bed at night. It wasn't hard for me to sit with myself for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting hearing you say all this because I know that we had a conversation that wasn't a client session, but I was interviewing you for some information because I'm building a new course and I wanted to know what the difficulties were that you were having with listening to your inner voice. And a lot of it was around technology and feeling distracted and some of these other things that you're mentioning the solution has been the pathway to the solution has been rest. And so without us even directly looking at that problem and asking your inner voice, well, how can Michelle be less distracted in her everyday life? Like we've gotten to a point of solution anyway through rest, which I think is just beautiful. And it's a great example of with this work, your inner voice is always giving you guidance that's for you, specifically for you and the questions that you have sometimes without us even asking the question.
1: It's just incredible the way that that works. And again, going back to how I think it's funny that I'm talking about rest, like it's revolutionary. I mean, you have children, you know, when they're overtired and cranky and they missed their nap or they had a really busy day or whatever, and they need a nap. Like they need to rest as an adult you got a lot going on you're stressed you're cranky <laughs> you go to bed you wake up it feels so much better all of a sudden you know these these concepts that we only for some reason utilize with children I think is really funny because it's not like you ever grow out of needing sleep <laughs>
0: No, no, definitely not. You just have a lot of other reasons and excuses and and real life things on your list that make sleep less of a priority. And there's also a huge glorification of, like you said, productivity and not needing sleep. It was, I mean, for a long time, people talked about how great it was that they only needed four hours of sleep. And anybody who's had small children like I have, you do run and function without very much sleep, but the overarching impact of that, or even just the overarching impact of having a really busy year and getting married and all of that you've went through and getting a home and all of that, it, it, it becomes exhausting in a way that your physical body can recover from pretty quickly, but your energetic and emotional body will take a little bit longer. I think you've seen some really incredible results from just focusing on rest for six weeks? I mean, it's been a pretty short period of time. And you mentioned earlier that one of the things you've been able to do is prioritize the things that you value more because you're not filling your calendar and filling your time with distraction and the glorification of productivity. What are some other results that you've seen in your life as a result to
1: resting more and prioritizing rest? So... One of the questions that we kind of teed up in our second session was how I was feeling about my body. And granted, I feel like as a woman, as a woman, these messages come up a lot more, or these feelings about your body come up a lot more at the beginning of summer and leading up to summer, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) You see women in bikinis, you see all these get your body summer ready, which I think is a hysterical phrase in the first place. Um... And then towards the end of the session, we were saying, do you want to dive into the topic of your body image? And my answer was, I have this feeling that with rest, that will be resolved. And I won't need to talk about it. I won't need to beanbag. I won't need to kind of like the idea of yeah, when you're cranky or you're upset about something, you go to sleep the next morning, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And Without going into too much detail about my personal like health history, stress has played a huge role in my life. And with rest, obviously, my stress has gone down. With not constantly throwing distractions, entertainment in my face and seeing all of these images stress in general has just gone down, whether it's from not seeing news so much, not seeing marketing so much, right? And I believe it was a couple, like last week or a week and a half ago when I I messaged you and I said, I'm feeling really strong in my body and I'm not even really doing that much. (laughs) Um, I did not change my exercising habits to be more intense, I was not doing any sort of strict diet. Um, And to be quite honest, if I were to do a side-by-side photo, my body composition has not really changed. But looking at myself in the mirror, I just felt really like happy. And (laughs) I love how I'm talking about this again, like it's this revelation, but yeah. it is. I mean, this is the thing, like,
0: and I, I really, I, I want to get back to what you're saying, but I want to pause for a second and just let you know that I really identify with the mental downplay that occurs when you figure out, quote unquote, figure out like the really simple things in life, because the, the simple things in life are simple, but they are important for a huge, for so many reasons. And when we learn to breathe, when we learn to rest, when we learn to ride the waves of emotion, it is always very simple. It isn't this like elaborate 10-step plan. And sometimes those rituals and activities and outlines, like they serve a purpose, but they lead to a very s- gentle and simple outcomes. And a year into this work, one of the big hangups I had was like, well, like all I'm doing is helping people listen to the voice that's inside of them. All I'm doing is telling people to pause and breathe.
1: Like what is my function and role here? <laughs> it's that's just... so great. That's, that sounds like exactly. I, I see your impact personally in my life so much. And you're just like, I'm just telling people to breathe. Yeah. I'm just
0: like, pause, breathe, ask yourself, what do I need? <laughs> and then right. sit on a sit, you know, join, work with me for a year, work with me for an hour. And we're just going to sit and we're going to listen to your inner voice. Like, obviously, I know that I do have an impact. And I know that I'm there to help guide people to see the things the importance of what they're saying and to, to show you like, no, Michelle, you do have the answer inside of you and the answer inside of you is good, is right for you. And that even though your mind is telling you to minimize these simple revelations you've had, they are revelations. Like you are getting to a place that you wanted to get to in your body, a feeling that you desired in your body without working out more, without a crazy diet. Like that is, it's it's like, it's a dream that we all have is to like, we'll just have alignment in our bodies. And you did it by listening to your intuition and not messing with it, like not poking at it. So if the mind is like, oh, it's too good to be true. Oh, this is like so simple. I can't believe we're talking about it. And it's like, yes, you're right. But also like, there's
1: so much magic in that. I just had this aha moment where the word shedding came to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, was my intuition telling me to shed that story this whole time versus like shedding weight? Because that's what it feels like. It mm-hmm. feels more like I let go of something versus I now look the way I want to look. Yeah. Right. It, it's more of I I didn't necessarily replace thoughts. I just let go of the ones I had. Yeah. Yes. And that is, I mean, that's what beanbag
0: release is. Like that is what this work is, is sometimes you don't have to release an emotion. You don't have to release a beanbag because once you hear the truth from your inner voice and it just like clicks into place, you can never think that thought pattern again because you're like, no, 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 this is what's true. And then there's other times where you release and that emotion is gone now. That thought pattern is gone now. So then you can hear your inner voice in a way that if you could have heard it before, you wouldn't have believed because that beanbag was in the way. So yeah, absolutely. And I totally believe that when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're tired, you're looking at, a tired body with tired eyeballs and with a tired energy. So as you've become more rested, not just physically, but energetically and emotionally, there is a lightness about you that is not only from the reflection, but also the viewer. Like the eyes that you see from are rested and they're more generous and loving than they were when you were feeling really overwhelmed and stressed and
1: burnt out. And whether you were talking negatively about your body or not, just having those negative emotions coming in, instead of rose colored glasses, it's like negative emotion colored glasses. Yes.
0: And you never like can, you can't acknowledge, you don't even know those glasses are on most of the time. So right. then you're, it's just like, Oh, well, I'm looking at myself and I look like a mess or I feel like a mess. And you don't, until you're able to get separation from those glasses, can you really see like, Oh no, like you told me in your message. I feel like my body is a friend now, not something I'm working against, which is just such a beautiful way to look at it and to feel like this isn't a abstract concept for you. That is how you feel right now, which is,
1: is incredible. Right. And, and I'm not one who really got into affirmation work or treating your body like or, or talking to yourself like you would talk to a friend. For some reason, like that, that type of work just never hit home with me. But I think that the idea of just letting that story go allowed me to see how my body is working with me instead of against me, kind of like a friend would and working for me and allowing me to do the things I want to do versus me having to. Uh, use those which which do work for some people affirmations or or talking to yourself like you would talk to a friend Um, the friend kind of appeared after just shedding that story this has been an incredible conversation I really
0: appreciate all that you've shared do you have any final tips or takeaways for anyone listening who wants to incorporate more intuition and more restful choices
1: into their everyday life That's a big one, because I feel like before you can even incorporate those actions, you need to define what rest means for you. Because for some people, it literally is, I need to nap more (laughs) during the day. And maybe when they're really tired and don't want to work out, but they work out instead and they had a horrible workout because they were so tired. Maybe taking that 30 minutes to lay down and close your eyes is actually what you need instead of working out and then see how that goes <laughs> after a couple of weeks of doing that once a week, maybe um, for some people it is napping for some people it is not looking at their phone as much for some people it could be reading more even and um, connecting more with their family members in their house, right? Having a sit down dinner and a conversation that feels rejuvenating. Um, So I think first ask yourself, what does rest mean to you? Um, And how, and, and like you asked me earlier, how do you, how have you always viewed rest and coming to terms with changing that, that story or that emotion that you tie in with it? Oh, I love that. Well, thank
0: you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us today, Michelle. It has been just such a pleasure. If someone wants to follow your journey and learn more about your work as a graphic designer, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: So I'm on Instagram at Michelle Sophia design. S O F I A Michelle Sophia design. Um, and I'm, I'm there most of the time. So you can just, Catch me there. Awesome. And I'll link
0: to your site and your Instagram in the show notes. If today's conversation has you interested in joining Michelle as a member of the season sessions, our next start date is September 25th. The doors will open to everyone on the wait list on September 18th. And there's just three spaces available. So be sure to save your spot by visiting KayleenElise.com and getting on that wait list. Michelle, if someone's intrigued by this conversation and they're feeling curious about working with me, what's one thing that you would want them to know about my style as a coach?
1: I'm just trying to pick one thing is the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to think of one thing. I'm trying to pick one thing. Um, The thing that comes to mind to me is it's equivalent to when you're with a friend and you've gone through the first couple minutes of catching up. And then you get into a really good conversation and you just feel like thank god there's someone to listen and talk to and after that you're just grabbing a glass of wine and you feel great (laughs) that is the closest thing that i can think of personally
0: Oh, well, thank you. I love that. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, like you've mentioned today, the connection that we have to ourselves is something that we've had our whole lives. And so when we're children, we have that inner world that we're so deeply involved in. And then as we grow, some of us lose touch of that. And that's totally fine. One of the the big reasons why I'm here is to help you and help me and help us all get back in touch with that inner world. And also to know that you're not alone in your struggles, but you're not alone in your insights either. Like what you've shared today has, I know had an impact on the women listening who are also feeling the same way as you who want to have that connection to themselves, who want to feel like they've lost a bunch of weight by simply taking naps. You know, it's (laughs) just like, (laughs) there that is there's so much magic in what you've experienced and we all have access to that and it's simply a matter of of tuning inward so i'm just so thankful for you and all that you've shared and that's it for this episode i hope the conversation has given you all a lot of inspiration to connect with your intuition and find ways to fold more rest into your days thanks michelle Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.